Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this conference. We thank you how you have been with us, meeting by meeting, speaking to us, leading us. Lord, we pray now for this last meeting. Pray for this final word, Lord. Oh, it's not a final word, but it's a beginning word. Beginning of a great migration. Beginning of a move in your recovery, Lord. Oh, we just repent for the past. We want to go on, Lord. We want to give you away, Lord. Oh, we we want to give you every way to gain your testimony, to spread the churches, to increase your body. Oh, until it becomes the fullness of the one who fills all in all. Lord, do it among us. We give ourselves again to you. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us to this day. Thank you for preserving us until this day. Thank you, Lord, that we are still here. Oh, we are still have opportunity. We want to give this opportunity to you, Lord. Pick us up and use us and, and use us for your economy. We love you, Lord. We love to follow the Lamb. You are our Solomon. We are your Shulamite. We like to kiss you this morning. Tell you we love you. Amen. Amen. Well, we come to the final uh, meeting of this conference, message five. Uh, If you all have your outline, how about we read the title of the last message here. Migration, the advance of the Lord's present recovery, the function and reward of the saints, and consummation of the age. Okay, then let's read it again, and we'll pause at the commas so that we can get all the points. Okay, ready? Migration, the advance of the Lord's present recovery, Amen. So this outline talks about migration uh, from three points of view. The advance of the Lord's present recovery, from the view of the function and the reward of the saints, and as the consummation of the age. Hallelujah for migration. All right, let's read Roman 1 all together. Migration... Okay, so we talked about, uh, we have been talking about the God-ordained way, we have been talking about migration, uh, and this point just tells us that they were made for one another. Hallelujah. Uh, We are marching, brothers and sisters, we are going forward, right? As uh, As the army of God, we are marching to go over this whole earth, and in this migration, Uh, we have the practice, or the Lord has led us to the practice of the God-ordained way. These two things go together. Migration is for the spreading of the church life, uh, and the church life is for the increase of the church through the practice of the God-ordained way. So we have to look at this this morning uh, again. Let's read point A. Migration... Okay, here's a quote. Now we're going to read a quote together. Uh, Ready? Go. (coughs) Because
Amen? Amen. So the, the contrary to uh, the way many of us may have thought in the past, uh, we think that the more a church stays in the same place, the stronger it will become, the more and more people it will have, etc. But here, Brother Lee points out that if that local church never spreads, it will have more and more problems until it becomes very weak. And how could the church have problems unless the saints have problems? Right? So uh, this is a problem of the, non, the non-spreading problem among us. Uh, we stay in one place a long time. The church there will have more and more problems until it becomes very weak. So we should have the vision and the practice of migrating out from time to time uh, to allow the Lord to have a way and actually to maintain the health of the church that we are in uh, and uh, the church that we are participating in or maybe even as one of the leading ones uh, overseeing. And I know with the leading ones, at least I thought this way for a long time, that we need to just work harder, work longer, uh, and stay here and, and work a little harder and it'll become better and better. But actually, it, this shows you that migration is a key element. And there are some things in the church that there's no other way to handle except by migration. There's no other way to help the church except by some of the saints leaving. Uh, going out, not leaving. We're not leaving the church. We're spreading the church. Hallelujah. There's a big difference. We're not leaving. We don't want to get rid of you. We want you to become fruitful and multiply and to take the whole earth. And so uh, this word uh, is quite good and I think enlightening. Uh, And it says, of course, we shouldn't do this through human effort. We need to pray. We need to allow the Lord to work. But the last line is quite important. We should not limit the spreading. You know how you limit the spreading? By saying no. You know, there's two words, no and go. So let's all practice go. Say go. 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 Okay. Hallelujah. Now, what is go in Chinese? Chi. Okay, let's practice that. Chi. Okay, again. Chi. What about Korean? No Korean? Huh? God. Amen. What about Spanish? Huh? I can't understand. Amen. Anyway, you know. The reason we, we practice this is so that when you go to pray and the Lord tells you to go, you'll recognize the word. You'll understand it's go and not no. Hallelujah. Okay, so we need to go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And you'll become stronger and stronger, more and more fruitful. Let's read point B. In the past... So this talks about migration in the old-style church life, where we were centered around the meeting hall, centered around big meetings, and we believe that increase came by impact. If we had extremely prevailing meetings, that people would come to the meetings and be immediately subdued and brought into the church. And so we thought, in migrating, we need a lot of people. We need some... Uh, gifted speakers so that people could be impressed and uh, etc. people to shepherd and then we need a a building so all of these points uh, in the old way made migrating uh, a somewhat a daunting task but today it's different today brothers and sisters we're in a different age 
We're not in the age of the big meeting church life. We're in the age of the small group church life. We're in the age of the vital groups. We're in the age of uh, begetting and nourishing and perfecting and prophesying. And so let's read C about today. Today... Okay, so that's a point. Now we go on to D. People are waiting for you, waiting for me to introduce them. So why wouldn't we go? You know, God, uh, God is a God of new beginnings. You know this? From Genesis, in his creation, he created days. Every day is a new beginning. He created weeks. Every week is a new beginning. He created months as another new beginning and years as another new beginning. Isn't that right? So if you read Life Study of Genesis, you will see God loves new beginnings. So we should love new beginnings. Amen, saints? We should be people of new beginnings. And if we are in one place year after year, we struggle and uh, this and that, and we feel like we can't do it, we can't uh, really become fruitful. Well, it's, it's like a person who runs a restaurant. You run a restaurant someplace for seven years, you never make any money, well, it's crazy to keep doing it, right? What would you do? Normally, you'd move that restaurant. So we should move our restaurant. Have a new beginning. Uh, for the younger saints, it's a tremendous opportunity to experience the church life, uh, to get right into the inner core of the church life in a small church life, to bear more responsibility, to become more desperate. If you want to be desperate, you're having a problem with desperation, then you need a smaller church life. You need a church life that if you don't show up for the prayer meeting, everybody knows it. And, and, and you're desperate because there's just uh, 12 or 15 or 20 of you, uh, and you have to rely on one another and so in that kind of case, the God-ordained way will work much better. You know, theoretically, the God-ordained way should work in any situation. That's the way Brother Lee designed it, and that's the way God designed it. But in our experience, when you're in a huge or big church life, you don't have the same desperation. You don't have the same thought that you really must get through because you have all the people around and you think, well... If I'm not increasing, somebody must be increasing. Uh, the other people are doing it. So uh, we need to pick up the God of new beginnings. Amen. Don't feel bad about that. You know, God started with Adam. It didn't work out so well, so he restarted with Noah. Noah didn't work out so well, so he restarted with Abraham. And then after that, there was Christ. And now the church... And so um, we should always be encouraged to go on, go on, go on, uh, and, and have a new beginning. Amen. And that will bring you new opportunities and will bring you many new people. You know, uh, Bibles for America will tell you from all over the United States, there are all kinds of people who have responded. They want Bibles. They want people to come and see them, but they don't have anybody. They're in a city somewhere, or they passed out a bunch of Bibles on campus, and they got a, a whole bunch of responses, but they don't have anybody to go visit those people. So why wouldn't some of us leave and go 
to have a new start in a new city. Wouldn't that be great? Then there would be people um, waiting, and if they're not waiting, we just pray until the Lord raises up some people there, and we could have a new beginning. Well, let's go on to D1. The basic... Now, this is another sentence that you have to look at a little closely so that uh, you, you are shocked by it. Uh, here it says, the growth of the church and the building up of the church are based on what? Yes. See, normally you would think, well, a church should grow, the church should be built up, then after it's grown and built up, then we can spread, right? This is the, the way that I think a lot of saints thought for many years. But praise the Lord, here it says just the opposite. The growth of the church and the building up of the church are based on spreading. So if we cooperate with the Lord to spread, we will give the Lord a way to grow the church and to build up the church, not only where we go, but where we uh, left. Okay, number two, let's read together. Okay, so we, we go the way of migration and we practice the God-ordained way. Uh, it, it goes together because you don't need a lot of people, you don't need a big situation, you don't need a lot of special buildings. You just uh, find a vital companion and start preaching the gospel, visiting people in their homes, and pretty soon you'll have a small group. And from the small groups, you'll have multiple small groups, and eventually you'll have a district. So, praise the Lord. The, the two go together. Now, let's go on to Roman 2. Read this together. Okay, so we're talking now about the advance of the Lord's present recovery and how it depends upon the saints spreading to raise up the church life. To understand this more, um, let's read A. To cooperate... Amen? We need the Lord's mercy and grace. Saints, this is a, uh, we are talking about a turn in the Lord's recovery, or a return, actually, more accurately spoken. And uh, some, well, as we found out last meeting, uh, some of us have not practiced migration for years. In fact, most of us have not practiced migration for years. And so we need the, to grasp the opportunity to pay the price and to pray for grace and mercy, that we could make this turn together and that this practice could be recovered in the Lord's uh, churches here. Okay, let's read B together. The truth...
Okay, so <clears throat> what are we saying here? Is that basically everything that is going to be recovered has basically been recovered. I don't think we're here to, to uh, recover some further truth. We already have the high peak of the divine revelation. We have the Bible studied in the life study. We have it crystallized studied. Now we have it in, even into the footnotes. And so the truth, concerning the truth, if we spend the time to study, it is there. So our part is not to recover more truth. Our part is not to improve the practice of the church life because Brother Lee spent the time and came to the conclusion, all the points related to the God-ordained way, this is the way to practice. It's been set before us. It's very clear. And not only that, but the matter of oneness among us, in the churches, among the saints, uh, this also we have paid a great price, and this matter hopefully has been uh, firmly established among us that we would uh, blend, we would practice blending in every way to keep the oneness. We would practice the one work uh, for the one body of Christ, and we would all of us would live under the vision of the new Jerusalem. And so everything we do would be in oneness. So all of these things have been recovered. Then what is our portion today in uh, <clears throat> September of 2009? What is our portion in the Lord's recovery? Our portion or our part is just to practice all these things that we have been given, number one, to practice them, to put them into uh, bring them into a reality and expression, and number two, to spread them over the whole earth. Saints, we have to be the spreading generation. Amen. Brother Nee and Brother Lee were uh, establishing, of course, they also spread. Brother Lee spread, and Brother Nee both spread the recovery. But here we are today, our job is to practice and to spread. Amen? Amen? Amen. So this is our vision. So if you... Say, what are we doing, what am I doing in the Lord's recovery today? Well, this is the answer. Uh, and, of course, the God-ordained way, Brother Nee uh, attempted toward the end of his ministry to practice a number of elements of the God-ordained way. And we all know, or we don't know, but Brother Lee, uh, at the end of his ministry, made a number of, uh, of uh, attempts, particularly in America, to practice the God-ordained way. He got through in Taiwan, and the, the difference between the result in Taiwan and the result in America is staggering in the practice of the God-ordained way. And there's reasons, but anyway, we're not into reasons tonight, hallelujah, or this morning. Uh, and also in Russia, he had a success, and in other places, the God-ordained way has been proven. But in America, we haven't. So what is... So what I tell, uh, okay, in the, in the full-time training, for many years, I teach the gospel and the God-ordained way class. And I tell all the trainees that the great undone work of the Lord's recovery, what is still left to be done, is the practice of the God-ordained way and the spreading of the churches to the uh, uttermost part of this earth. So this is what... This is our, our recovery. This is what we are doing today in the recovery. This is what God is doing. So if we're into this, we will be into what God uh, is doing, uh, and we will receive the blessing, uh, even the blessing of the economic spirit in carrying this out. Okay, C is the, um, <clears throat> the examination of the failure that we have had in the last number of years, uh, and so let's read uh, C. Although
See chart. So before you look at the chart, let me explain. Uh, in the years when Brother Lee came back from Taiwan, through the different attempts of uh, uh, bringing the practice of the God-ordained way into the churches in America, he came to a kind of uh, conclusory level, and he said, okay, maybe everybody will not practice the God-ordained way. Maybe some of the saints, for whatever reason, they're too weak or, or whatever reason. Anyway, he said, how about in every church, at least one out of three of the saints would practice to go out to visit people and to uh, preach the gospel, to nourish them, to shepherd them. And if these people go out every week, for sure they will have one fruit a year. And so he said, all the churches, if one-third, one in three of the saints would go out faithfully, that would give the church an increase of 33% a year because one-third of the saints would bear one fruit. And it seems uh, like not that hard, right? Right? right. One out of three, uh, and, and one fruit a year uh, is, is really a very minimal kind of standard. If we go out every week for two hours, we should probably bear much more than one fruit a year. Anyway, that was the kind of standard uh, agreement that Brother Lee talked about with the saints in the practicing of the God-ordained way. And so based upon that, in the year Brother Lee went to be with the Lord, the brothers created a projection chart, which you should have a copy of uh, attached to your material. Now is the time to look at the 10-year projection chart. Everybody got it? Okay, so it starts in the year 1997, and the base starts with 300 churches. The average church being about 50 in size, making the number of active saints, which is the next column, 15,000, about 50 per church, and the conference attendance, 3,000, and then from that, uh, the Holy Word for Morning Revival shipments, uh, I think that was more of a, a realistic number from Living Stream at the time. That was 87% of the active saints were getting Holy Word for Morning Revival, and then the full-time training was at 200. Well, so what happens, what, what you do in this kind of chart is you increase one-third every year. One-third in the number of churches, one-third in the number of people, uh, and, and one-third on everything across the way. So if you look at it, starting with 300 churches, uh, then the next year it becomes 400, the next year it becomes 533, the next year it becomes 711. And uh, if you jump down to 2007, what is the number of churches two years ago we would have had? 5,327 churches. Can you believe? You know where we are today? 250. In America, we have roughly 250 churches, uh, actually less than the number of 1997. So this chart shows us what? It shows us we need to repent. Because we are not uh, carrying out uh, well, the churches shows the spread of the recovery. The number of active saints shows the increase of the recovery. And actually, if we, we estimated the number today in the Lord's recovery at around 22,000 or 23,000, something like that. So you can see from 15,000, we did have some increase, praise the Lord. Over, um, <laughs> over 12 years, we had a 50% increase uh, that comes out, what, 4% or less a year, something like that. But in the number of churches, uh, we have really stayed the same. And so when Brother Lee was burdened in 1984 to go back to Taiwan to restudy the situation, the main indicator of a problem in the recovery was a lack of increase. 
and that's why he went back to practice. Uh, and so uh, this chart, saints, uh, tells us that we need to repent. And uh, I, I hesitated at one point to give the saints, give all you saints this chart because uh, afraid it may be too much bad news for you that you would look at that and say, oh, well, you know, it's hopeless. But it's not hopeless. Uh, it, it's, it shows that it's very possible. It's very possible. If one out of three would practice to go out and to bear one fruit a year, this is what would happen to all the churches, uh, to the church life in America. Now, <clears throat> probably one of, the, uh, one of the problems is that we all said one out of three instead of me out of three. You get the difference? One out of three. Oh, we agree one out of three should do it. That's right. It should be one out of three. But we should have said it should be me out of three. I should be the one. Otherwise, you're always thinking the other two are the ones doing it. Or one of the other two. And what happens? Everything falls between the cracks. So, saints, it is time for us to have a change and time for us to take personal responsibility before the Lord and, and for the sake of the Lord and for the sake of our own uh, life and our own reward when the Lord returns, uh, we need to be serious and to turn around the matter of lack of increase and the lack of spreading in the churches in the Lord's recovery. And so uh, you can have this chart uh, as a reminder and I hope you would write me out of three on it so that you remember that the recovery is counting on you, not just on some ambiguous one person. And uh, if we are faithful to the Lord, uh, we will have such a glorious increase. Actually, in these years since Brother Lee went to be with the Lord, many wonderful things have happened. And uh, I, I would say among the, uh, the chief among them, is that we have raised up between three and four hundred full-timers uh, who are working on the college campuses. And I know that at many of the churches, a lot of the energy, a lot of the uh, activity of the saints has been centered around the work on the, the, work on the campus and the full-timers. Uh, so we have to praise the Lord for that. And really thank the Lord. It is not a small thing in America to have three to 4,000 young full-timers. And these people have been perfected in exactly what is needed today in the Lord's recovery, and that is contacting people, preaching the gospel, uh, nourishing them and shepherding them, and helping them to come into the church life. So we do have an army of 4,000. Hallelujah. But we, we have to remember that there are two things here that we're talking about. One is the full-time matter. And Brother Lee, when he established the God-ordained way, he also called out the full-timers, particularly the young full-timers, to be the young army to lead, to take the lead in this whole matter of gaining people and implementing the God-ordained way. And these people are job-dropping full-timers, one in 20 is what he said, uh, and the other uh, group uh, supports them. Everybody gives 5% extra, and by 5% from 20, one out of every 20 saints in the Lord's recovery, we can afford to have a young full-timer in training. And this is a tremendous thing. But he also, at the same time, warned all the saints that the danger in this is that the Saints in the recovery would say, well, the full-timers will do it, and I don't need to do it. And so we have to uh, look at this point and realize, even though the Lord has raised up the full-timers, the basic thing is the increase among the saints, the increase among every one of us. And when the Lord returns, he's not going to ask you if you help the full-timers. He's going to say, where is the fruit? I gave you such and such, uh, and, and uh, I want my profit from it. And so when Brother Lee talked about the God-ordained way, in the beginning, it was not with 
campus full-timers in view. He wanted a young army, but the main thing was that all the saints would realize we have to rise up and dig up our one talent and use it to preach the gospel and use it to uh, nourish the new believers and use it to perfect others and use it to perfect them to prophesy and to help ourselves to prophesy for the building up of the body of Christ. And this was the uh, revival that Brother Lee said would bring the Lord back, this revival. <clears throat> so, saints, in, in um, this matter, we should not think the full-timers are going to do it. We have to think me and three Amen. among the saints. And when we talk about migrating, we're not necessarily talking about the full-timers migrating. We're talking about all of us all the job-keeping full-timers. You know, there's two kinds of full-timers, job-dropping full-timers and job-keeping full-timers. We're all full-time for the Lord. Amen. And the only difference is some of, us, some of us drop the job to spend more time doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, and that is preaching the gospel, shepherding the new ones, uh, etc., while we're growing in life and uh, knowing the truth uh, anyway, the migrations are from the job, mainly the job-keeping full-timers. You go to another place, mostly not to serve full-time, but to get a job and to move your living from one place to another place. Now, uh, and then what do you do when you get there? Then you just open up the, the restaurant again and uh, find a vital companion, begin to speak the gospel to others, and uh, get into their homes, bring them into your homes, and uh, start again for the organic building up of the body of Christ. Amen. Now, most of the cities that we would recommend, and you'll hear the brothers in a few minutes, if I hurry up, uh, will be related, will be towns with campuses in them. The reason for that is because in our history, and in the, uh, in the view of the brothers, Brother Lee and Brother Nee, the most profitable place to labor, on average, for the increase in the Lord's recovery is on the college campuses. But that doesn't mean it's the only place to labor. And, and so we have to be burdened and realize, uh, even we're practicing threefold cord. You know, we're opening our home, and uh, the, we invite the saints to come in, but... Uh, even we do that, we have to realize we need to have fruit. And if we're not involved in that, not actively involved in that, all the more we need to realize, Lord, I need to have fruit. I, I need to be desperate that I could have some fruit, some people to offer up as sacrifices to God uh, and some uh, profit from the Lord's investment in me in my Christian life, so that when I meet him, I will get a reward. Amen? Amen? So actually today, you can get a reward today, because there are many cities available already. You know, one of the rewards you get in the coming age is you get cities. But today, you can have a city. Some of you can go, because uh, we don't have time for all the numbers, but in America... Uh, there are over 200 or at least 200 cities with 50,000 or more people, which in many cases it's much more than 50,000, and also have significant educational institutions. 200 cities. So we got a lot of work to do. And those are just the bigger ones, the main ones. America is a huge country with... Uh, you know, called the land of opportunity. And it's a great American uh, custom, tradition to, uh, to pioneer. And if it doesn't work out someplace, go west, young man, or older man, or go east. Now, better said, go east. Uh, why wouldn't we, saints? Why wouldn't we just say, Lord, I want to have a fresh start. I want to go there and raise up something. I couldn't do worse than I'm doing here because I'm not bearing fruit here. So I go there, praise the Lord. I can have a new start. I can begin gospelizing right away. 
And uh, because it's smaller, I will be more responsible and more desperate. Uh, saints, we should have such an attitude. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got this chart because we should begin <clears throat> by repenting. Uh, and Brother Lee talked about this many times. The way to begin to be vitalized is by repenting. And if you don't know anything else to repent of, we have to repent of our fruitlessness. And Brother Lee said, if you would start there to repent to the Lord concerning our fruitlessness, then he will shine on us to show us many other things and many reasons why uh, we have not been bearing fruit. And so uh, this is the need uh, today among us. If we're going to have a new start, uh, I don't think we can bypass repentance and opening to the Lord and asking him for his forgiveness and for mercy that we could have uh, a new start. And remember again, Brother Lee's basic request was just that you would give two hours a week to get out of your house to go visit people. It's not a mountain. It's not a big mountain. Uh, once we get into it, you learn. And then you may say, oh, I have no idea what to say. Well, you don't have any idea because you haven't gone yet. But when you go, the Lord will give you the words. He said, I go and disciple the nations, and I'm with you all the days under the completion of the age. Everybody that goes, the Lord promised, I'll be with you. If you stay home, there's no promise. But if you go, there's a promise that he will be with you. So may the Lord have mercy on all of us, old or young, even us old saints, we should be all the more desperate because we're closer to meeting the Lord. We should be more desperate to gain some fruit so that we have something to present to the Lord when we meet him. So anyway, uh, this is the purpose of the chart, and, uh, and um, we hope that the Lord will use it with every one of us. Let's read number two. We must all... So here uh, is what I said. If we start with fruitlessness, the Lord will shine to show us the factors in our being that have contributed. Number three. We must okay, so uh, the Lord may speak directly to us. There's also the pattern of others. And so here in D are some lessons from Paul's experience, okay? From the Apostle Paul's experience, lessons he learned. Let's read number one. Saints, if you take this, uh, which came out of one of the outlines recently, and bring it before the Lord, all these things, old relationships, old affections, old inclinations, uh, I think some light will come. Okay, let's read two. The breakthrough the church spreads this is true even today and now we have some precious uh, words from brother Lee from his testimony you could never imagine until you read it that brother Lee would say such a thing but we hope it will be a help to the Saints let's read one
So this is out of the collected works of Brother Lee, 1968, which will be available in November of this year. You can read it in the whole context. Uh, isn't it something? Uh, the reluctance to move from one place to another. Saints, this is not a small thing in the Lord's economy. Let's read number two. This, a monetary gift given to Lee. Our disposition, Lord. Then number three. In my whole life, the And finally, number four. Jesus. So, uh, saints, we hope all of this will help us to have some uh, real realization and some inward dealing with the Lord concerning our disposition, concerning our unwillingness to move, and uh, our unwillingness to go on with the Lord. This is on the negative, uh, well, somewhat on the negative side. Then uh, in F, we go on to the positive side uh, to talk about uh, Brother Lee and the uh, great revival in Chifu that came out uh, at the end of 1942. So let's read F together. In spite of... This uh, came out of the prayer of the saints and, of course, a brotherly's nurturing the saints and caring for them. Then the Lord brought in such a revival with such a consecration that the saints offered up everything. And this caused the Japanese to uh, imprison Brother Lee because they could not believe they could not understand how any man could have the power to convince all these people to give up everything. And so they brought him in to question him uh, and eventually torture him and other things uh, based upon this. On the other hand, the uh, revival went on and the Lord sent out hundreds of saints uh, to migrate over many parts of China. Okay, then in G, we have some uh, portions from Brother Lee's diary that are not published anywhere. And the first part, uh, it's from Brother Lee's diary, the Saturday before the revival broke out. And uh, Brother Lee wrote in his diary, then we, we go to the quote on December 26. 
December 26. Okay, go on. Prescription from the doctor. Let's go on. something so uh, I ask you to take this home and uh, pray about it and, and meditate on it may the Lord speak to all of us concerning the need in his recovery today and uh, it's very interesting uh, that in this year there are about 100 days left of course we don't believe in any outward uh, repeating of things but we do need the time in the Lord's recovery to pray, to uh, ask the Lord to go on, to consecrate ourselves, to deal with whatever we need to deal with, that the Lord can have the, the move in his recovery. So uh, in this time, in this Saturday entry, the next day, uh, Brother Lee went to the meeting in Chifu, and they sang uh, not 473, What Mortal Tongue, but 472, which says, uh, many crowd the Savior's kingdom, few embrace the cross. So if you write down that hymn number, you can see that. You can sing that. And as they began to sing that, they began to weep. And from that point, the revival came in and the saints began to meet day after day to pray, to kneel down and pray. The meeting did not stop for 100 days. And some of those that were there, even as young kids, said that they were, they, they remembered just standing by the door because there weren't quite enough prayer mats for everybody to kneel on. And so their responsibility was to watch. As soon as somebody got up, they would go to grab the prayer mat to bring it back so that others could have the uh, place to kneel. So this is our heritage, saints. This is uh, the Lord's recovery. So may, may the Lord touch us all uh, in this matter, uh, and, and may we have this kind of change, this kind of revival among us. Okay, let's go to number three. I think that's clear. A. Okay, why do we say this? Because uh, we do encourage everybody, all of us, to pray, to pray desperately, but sometimes the direction comes from the fellowship of the brothers, according to the need in the body. And so we also have to be open to the fellowship according to the need in the body. And I can testify in my serving life, mostly everything I did was at the request of the brothers based on the need of the body. 
So let's read one together. I feel... So I would like you to underline, if some of these saints who love the Lord enter into an environment where their experience is needed, they would become very useful. Then I would, uh, this is concerning Southern California, and you heard Brother Lee on the uh, video also talking about Southern California. That was 1984. I'd like to just read you now a brief quote from 1991. 1991 means that he finished his five-year research on the God-ordained way and that he came back to America and that he made a number of attempts to bring the saints into the practice of the God-ordained way but couldn't really get through. The saints couldn't really get through. And so uh, in this uh, word to the elders, it's called the eldership and the God-ordained way. It's a, it was an elder's training. Uh, Brotherly uh, talked about the need for some of the saints to get out of where they are, even to get out of America. And so I like this quote because it doesn't just deal with California. It's talking about the whole United States. Okay, so uh, it's from page 69 of this book. Brotherly says, There are many useful brothers in this country who have gained much of the Lord. They need a place to use their capacity and to have it developed. Isn't that good? To use their capacity. You all, we all have capacity, but we need a place to use the capacity and have it developed. Okay, now back to the quote. Close to 200 American saints received training in Taipei, Irving, and Anaheim. But when they returned to their localities, they could not develop their capacity. This does not mean that the churches are opposing the new way. All the churches today welcome the new way, but the situation does not afford much opportunity for the full development of the saints' capacity. You think about that. Really very uh, gracious in the way he's speaking. The situation does not afford much opportunity for the full development, and when he says full development, it's, it is related to the God-ordained way. Okay, now back to the quote, sorry. Therefore, we must spread by migration. If some remain in the United States, they will not be very useful. But if they go to Europe, they will become useful. Those who are burdened should contact the leading brothers for fellowship. So, uh, saints, I just want to you to hear these words so that you could realize that this was very much on Brotherly's mind, that going to a new place is not a shameful thing. It's the right thing to do in many cases so that you can have a place to develop your, um, your gift and your capability uh, under the Lord's leading. So, okay, so that's that quote. Now we go on to uh, the last page and, and number two. Let's read this one.
Isn't that something? Fifty brothers and sisters from America go to the Philippines under Brother Lee's instruction. I don't know how we missed this word. It seems like we should have been immediately offered 50 people to Brother Lee to go to the Philippines. We missed that opportunity. Let, let's try not to miss future opportunities. Okay, so let's read B together. May... Ready to dream with Brother Lee? Amen. Read number one. Isn't that something, saints? Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. It's mind-boggling, but it should be faith-producing in all of us. This is, this is the future of the Lord's recovery. In America, we have, you know, Taiwan is a small island. We are a huge country with a huge capacity to produce believers and to produce full-timers, to have this kind of vision. 500,000, and these are full-timers. Because the quote Benson read said that there needed to be 5 million believers in Taiwan to support these 500,000. So these are job-dropping full-timers going all over the earth. Is this a dream? Oh, Lord, we should all dream this kind of dream. We should not be small in our thinking and narrow in our view. Okay, let's read number two. Based on... Go on with three. the last sentence amen the whole world is waiting for us saints number four if If you mean it, let's say that last sentence. May we all. May we all answer, uh, send me. Here am I, send me. Again, O oh Lord. Okay, so uh, C is related to California, and it says basically our dream has to start somewhere. And saints, this dream to be fulfilled uh, just comes down to me of three. Just consecrate to the Lord to be the me of three wherever you go. To give the Lord two hours a week to produce the new ones 
and everything flows after that. The whole God-ordained way really depends on the producing of the new ones. So if we would do that and be open to the Lord to migrate every eight years or ten years or more often to spread this testimony from one place to another place, one place to another place, there are hundreds and hundreds of places in America. What a glorious life to live. Isn't it glorious? To bear fruit for the Lord, whether we keep a job, whether we drop our job, we are all doing the same thing. And we have such a future before us, such a glorious opportunity that we could be one with the Lord for the spreading of His recovery, the building up of His recovery to consummate this age. So finally, read uh, Roman numeral 4.